Warning, this show may contain adult content, language, and humor and is intended for mature audiences. If that's not you, please stop listening now. Nothing you hear on Sex and Science Hour is intended as medical advice, financial advice, legal advice, therapy, or really anything other than entertainment. Please take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Oh, and if you're hearing us on an affiliate network, the ideas and views expressed on this show are not necessarily those of the network you're listening on or of any sponsors or affiliate products you might hear about on the show. Now that all that's out of the way, let's start the show. This is Sex and Science Hour with Brian Sovereign and Dr. Stephanie Murphy. Get your freak on. Welcome to another episode of Sex and Science Hour. It's so good to be with you today. Now, Brian, before we start the show, I just have to check. Do you currently have anything stuck on your ding dong? On your dingus. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about a product from Hostess. Uh, no. <laughs> no. That might Just not to be, be abundantly clear, do you have anything stuck on your penis that you are unable to remove? No. Okay, good. Because <laughs> if you did, we would have to stop the show and head to the ER. Ah, uh, yeah. No, I, that is, I'll tell you, that is about it. I am very, very careful about all that. Yeah. I do not mess around. Well, Apparently, some people are not that careful (laughs) because some people will basically stick their penis in anything that has a hole. (laughs) What? Uh, Yeah. There was a news report this week. Uh, I'm just going to read you the headline. Firefighters spent three hours rescuing a man that got his penis stuck inside a barbell. Now, it's not actually a barbell. It's like one of those weight plates that you might put on the end of a barbell with like a weight clip. You know, those plates that says 10 pounds or something. What was you he know, trying he to do? Lift weights has with a his hole dick? in the middle? No, I think he was just trying to get his rocks off. <laughs> what? So tell me more. I'm as like, puzzled what? as you are, but this is a, such a common story. It's a variation on a theme, right? We've all heard these stories. Now, this is embarrassing enough, right? You're. You're at home. You're like, you know, really just want to stick my penis in something that's really tight and is kind of, well, I don't know if he warmed it up, but it seems like it'd be kind of cold and maybe unpleasant. But what do I know? I don't know well, much about these things. And yeah, but that's <laughs> I'm just I'm, guessing here. Okay. But that's what I'm wondering. Like, was it one of the, like, there's the plastic ones, which usually don't come with the Olympic size. Oh, it was not plastic. It was made out of iron, I think. What Metal. the fuck? Yes. Um... <laughs> This happened in Germany. No comments about where it took place. But um, apparently this person uh, stuck his penis inside one of these the holes in these weight plates, couldn't remove it, went to the hospital. The fire department was called into the hospital. Now, when is the last time you heard about a fire department getting called into help out with a medical situation in a hospital? Usually they're like before the person even gets to the hospital. They're dropping the person off at the hospital, not being called in to help. No, they're usually the ones that call the proctologist, right? (laughs) They're not the ones that... (laughs) Well, not the fire department. I hope not. (laughs) Well, you never know. Listen to this. 
The firefighters spent three hours trying to remove the dick from the disc using a cutting grinder, a vibrating saw, and what they called a hydraulic rescue device. We're not exactly sure what that is, says the article from Mashable, but there's no way that was comfortable for this poor man. <laughs> Brian's just sitting there, like, shrugging, like, I don't understand Yeah, I, I can't, like, I, I mean, you know, I, I mess around with weights, not on my dick. Right. But, you know, I, I lift weights all the time. Of all the things you could use that for, I mean, why not just get... A, a masturbation sleeve or a flashlight or something like that. I, the reason I really wanted to talk about this is because it's an excuse to get on a soapbox about safety in masturbation and sex toy safety. Yeah, I'm still trying to get in the mindset of like, like what? I'm not even trying to get in the mindset, but I, I guess it was just because it was a tight hole. And it wasn't going to expand. Like, was it an looser? Olympic size know. ring? Was no, it the one it, inch okay, size so it ring? was a two point five kilogram dumbbell disc, and they show a picture of it busted apart. They had to fracture <laughs> it. They had to shatter it into five pieces to get it off this person's dick. Uh, <laughs> it was so two point five kilograms is about five pounds. Right. Okay. Right. Um, so it it wasn't very heavy. But it was, you know, I guess it just has this little hole in the middle. Now, people stick their penises in all kinds of silly things. There was, uh, you know, I recall hearing some some stories when I was a teenager about a guy who got his penis stuck in a vacuum cleaner. Oh, yeah. And that happens frequently. That's like old hat. Yeah, yeah, But you yeah. want to be careful because some of those vacuum cleaners have like spinning fans in there that can almost act like a blade. Uh, there was another guy who got his penis stuck in the drain of a sink and was unable to like move and had to call some paramedics into his home. Wow. That was another weird one that I remember. Of course, people put things up their butts and then can't retrieve them. Oh, oh yeah. All, that's, all manner yeah. of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything from the tame, the vibrating eggs to, you know, I... I've heard the I've heard the stories about people putting animals in their butts. I don't know if that's really true or if that's just like a shocking story. I don't know if somebody actually did that or did, forgive my ignorance, but I've heard weird stories. But if the moral of the story is, if you're going to put let's start with the butt. If you're going to put something in your butt and you want to be able to take it out later, make sure that that thing either has a long handle that you can grab on, grab hold of and that you're not going to lose. Or it has a flared base that cannot go past your right. sphincter. Right. Okay. So that's the safety tips. Use plenty of, you should always be using plenty of lube if you're going to put anything in your butt, right? Because the butt does not lubricate itself like uh -huh. the vagina does. And you should always be using a smooth object. So that, that precludes inserting anything with like, even like a seam, like a plastic seam, because that could hurt you. Sure. That could damage that skin there is very sensitive. And also, you know, the butt is very absorptive tissue. So you don't want to be putting people like, you know, put alcohol, you know, it's called butt chugging, right? They, they drink yep. like beer enemas and stuff. But that's not that's like a very fast way to get drunk. It can be very unsafe because then you start like getting altered sensation and you might put things in your butt that you can't really withstand. And um, it can be a bad medical situation. So, you know, obviously, use common sense. I, I would like to say use common sense, but I guess apparently not everybody has it because we're ending up with stories of people who fucking barbells, uh, dumbbell discs. 
I, I don't, you know, really, like, I, I know you got a little, a little bit more to yeah, say. Yeah, a little bit but, more. But uh-huh. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I cannot even, fa- like, I've never had the desire to put my dick into something that wasn't, you know. I was going to ask you about that next. Yeah. So, so I'm definitely going there. Okay. Finish I, I want to, I want to ask you about this as the resident okay. penis haver on the show, because I don't know <laughs> much about this, but um, if you're going to p- stick your penis in something, um, <laughs> you know, that thing should be not so inflexible and rigid that you're never going to be able to get it off if your penis swells up while it's inside there. And if it does, if you get that, if that happens, you know, some people like metal cock rings or other stuff like that. If you find yourself in a situation like that where you have something stuck on your penis, you can't get it off, try applying ice to it. That might help. Mm-hmm. Don't let it choke off the blood return for too long because that can lead to, you know, a very serious medical situation. Um, you know, that the oxygen needs to be flowing in there to keep that tissue alive and healthy. So don't let your blood circulation get cut off for too long. Um, if you if you're in doubt, you know, if you've tried everything at home, go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. You might end up with an embarrassing as an embarrassing headliner around the world, but at least you'll still have your penis. Yeah. Right? Um, okay, so I want to ask you, Brian, um, you, you said you it's never even occurred to you to stick your penis in something weird like this. I, I don't have a penis, so I don't know. But, you know, I've heard all kinds of stories of guys, you know, sticking their dick in fruits, in <laughs> different, I, I don't know, different foods. There's just, you know, the famous movie uh-huh. American Pie. Everybody yeah, knows like what happens to pie. the American yeah. Pie, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> I have, I've heard of women masturbating with fruits or yep. people with vaginas masturbating with, with fruits objects, and objects sure. like that. Um, I heard a story of a guy who got this soap called the wiener cleaner. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and it was a di- donut shaped soap. Okay. And the idea is that you put it on your wiener and it cleans it. <laughs> and, uh, he said he tried it. And for a while, he was worried that it might be stuck. So uh, I think he had to try that ice trick and get it, get it out. Wow. <laughs> uh, that just seems like it's asking for trouble to make yeah. a soap that's shaped like that. But uh, yeah, again, what do I know? Um, now, I also heard a weird story of... I used to know this guy in college who one day revealed to me that he would take a plastic bag, like a sandwich bag stick it in between the mattress and the box spring and put his dick in there and thrust. And that was how he learned to masturbate. I, I guess um, it's easy cleanup, right? Because you just throw the sandwich bag away. It's easy cleanup if you just use like a, <laughs> a shirt or a sock. It doesn't, this doesn't make any sense. Why do you think you've never been drawn to the idea of uh, sticking your dick in weird objects, Brian? No, I mean... There's no reason. Like, uh, I mean, like, you have a yeah. hand. That it's sums a... it up pretty well. There's just no reason. You do no. have a hand. That's so. a fragile piece of equipment right there. What the fuck are you doing? Indeed. We'll be back. Hey, everybody. We would love for you to join the conversation on the Sex and Science Hour Facebook page. Check out the Sex and Science Hour podcast community on Facebook. Now, I know some of you are non-bookers and you don't use Facebook, and that's Ooh. fine. We totally respect that. But if you do, and if you want to meet some other listeners and participate in our discussions and show prep and ask questions, we would love to hear your listener questions, by the way, and this is one way to ask them. Sex and Science Hour podcast community. Okay, now back to the show. 
Woohoo! Sex and science hour! Um, I feel like that last segment was maybe stooping a little bit low. <laughs> that was the, the conversation went a bit lowbrow. So we're going to take it back up a notch and we're going to okay. talk about some science here. Yeah, I didn't like having sex the sex science hour. Yeah, I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't enjoy being in the position to speak for all dicks. I mean, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not speaking for all dicks. You're just speaking for the rational ones. Yeah. That which don't... Are, what is there? One or two? <laughs> or self-preservation <laughs> instinct not to fuck a dumbbell Holy plate. Hell. Uh, <laughs> I, all right, I, I mean, mean just this real, poor guy, like he turned I, into a headline. But yeah, anyway, what? Yeah, just real quick. Like I've humped all kinds of things. Oh, right. I like, see. like I mean, like I've rubbed now it up gets against more interesting. You know, some stuff. You know. Yeah, but, well, you can rub up against all right, things, but I I've never, rubbed up against stuff. Yeah, but I would never. Like no, like even Cochrane. Like, look, okay, I'm not. I'm nothing against being adventurous or anything, but I'm just saying, like, really, let's let's weigh the risks, shall we? No pun intended in this case. <laughs> Okay, right. <laughs> but let's weigh the risks. And I mean, th this is the same reason there's a whole lot of things that I don't do because I'm terrified that something would affect either my performance or the dick itself. And I just look and, and I'm not I'm not being a guy that's like all about his dick. Understand, this is the pleasure organ that I have right now. OK, sure. So I'm taking care of it. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's a phallus. <laughs> you know, it's just this is my pleasure organ. Yeah, and, no, I mean, there's all kinds of things I don't do because I'm afraid it's going to hurt a part of my body. You know, yeah, right. Like right. Al drinking alcohol, I do. I like my liver. Yeah, I'm just saying. I understand where people are like, oh, it's all about the dick. It's all, no, yeah, okay. In this case, it, it is, but it's because it's what I have. It's not because like, oh, worship the dick. You know, I mean, it, it's nothing of the sort. So anyway. I got you, Brian. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Anyway, okay, we got to take the conversation to science now. The impossible burger inside the strange science of the fake meat that bleeds. This is from Wired. And Brian, bleeding you, the meat, huh? Now you actually told me, yeah, from <laughs> from getting the meat Sorry, stuck we're not in the weight to the bleeding the meat. Yeah, <laughs> you actually told me about this article this week, and I said, "What? That's really interesting." So apparently, a company is developing a a synthetic meat made entirely out of vegetable protein and vegetable products, uh, totally plant based but that has a very realistic taste like ground beef and a texture like ground beef. And it, I guess it has juices that resemble blood. Mm. It it appears to bleed. So you want to know a little bit more about this? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So because I don't believe it is called Impossible Foods. And for the last six years, they've been working on engineering a plant based burger that smells, tastes, looks and even feels like ground beef. Of course, there are lots of veggie burgers on the market, but Impossible Foods wants to sell consumers a real meat analog, one that requires a very different kind of engineering than your Boca or black bean burgers. So Wired wants to take you on the deepest dive yet into the science behind the Impossible Burger. And now I'm not going to read the whole thing because it is a lengthy article. I'm just going to give you the highlights. Basically, what they're, what they're saying is they start by outlining the problem. It takes up to 11,000 gallons of water a year per cow to raise a cow. And they're, you know, all these arguments for global warming, the cows fart, and it makes up greenhouse gases the methane, and yeah. the methane and the cow farts and stuff. Um, and, you know, I those arguments don't seem extremely compelling to me. Honestly, I call me a heartless bitch. I don't know, but I just don't feel super compelled by those arguments. However, I will grant that there are definite problems with the sort of 
mass-produced uh, farming practices. Yeah, modern agriculture has issues. Right, yeah, yeah, from the way that they treat the animals to the product they produce is inferior because it's not as healthy because it's, you know, being from cows that are fed with foods that they're not meant to eat, which causes all kinds of digestive problems sure. and makes the quality of their meat uh, not as good or not as good for us to eat. So, uh, yeah, I'll give them that, that there's some there's some issues. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, to be clear, that doesn't mean stop eating meat. Like, or that doesn't mean no, stop doesn't stop raising mean... cows for, you know, for, for cooking them or something. It's like, okay, yes, there's a huge problem in production mm-hmm. and in how they're treated and et cetera, et cetera. Fine. Let's work on that. Let's yeah. not say, all right, just go vegan. You know? No, I'm I, I'm not going vegan. And in fact, I mean, I for people who have listened to the show, they may have heard this story before. But at a point in my life, I I was a vegetarian, mm-hmm. but it just wreaked havoc on my health. It was basically sure. the worst thing I could do for my health. I got depressed. My hair fell out. My nails were brittle. It was just a bad scene. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, maybe you can get good nutrition as a vegetarian or vegan, but it's very difficult. It takes a lot of conscious effort, and um, it. <laughs> I just don't want to, and I don't think it works well for my body. Maybe some people are better adapted for it. I'm not one of them. Sure. And so I've always erred on the side of self-preservation and just saying, look, it's. I know it's better for me to eat a meat, meat-based meat carnivorous diet. Mm-hmm. I still eat a lot of vegetables and plants, of course, but, you know, and I try not to waste meat, right? Or just yeah. be completely gluttonous, but I try to be a little bit aware and conscious of the meat that I eat, but... I also recognize that that that's a more expensive way to eat meat. And, you know, some people are on a budget and they want to eat. So, you know, it's a complicated issue. It's not as simple as just saying go vegan. Yeah. Right. Um, So anyway, yeah, that's my experience with it. And that's that's where I'm coming from. But this company is very inspired by wanting to sort of save resources and create something that tastes a lot like a beef burger, but is cheaper to produce and requires less resources and can conserves and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So. They figured they one of the things that they found in their research, they they first they analyzed ground beef. They said, okay, what makes a hamburger actually taste like a hamburger? And one of the biggest things that they honed in on was uh, the blood, basically, that's in the hamburger. Right. It contains something called heme, which is you may have heard of hemoglobin, right? That's Mm -hmm. in our blood. That's the protein that contains an iron molecule and is responsible for transporting oxygen around our body. So when we breathe in, the air contains oxygen. The hemoglobin in our blood traps that oxygen in the red blood cells, right, which which is bound to hemoglobin. And then that red blood cell with the bound oxygen travels to our tissues. And when it gets to a tissue that needs oxygen that doesn't have much, it releases the oxygen because the hemoglobin undergoes a, a shape change and it it releases the oxygen and then it goes back to the lungs in the veins right. to get to pick up more oxygen and get circulated around again. Anyway. That, and that's what keeps Blade alive. You don't have to get that joke. You, do, you don't have to get it. That's oh for all the God, listeners. I hate it when you do that's this. That's for all the listeners. They're going to, but they're going to laugh. I so left out. I... Oh, my God. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to move on. Anyway, there's lots of different uses for heme compounds in nature. Bacteria have heme. There's lots of other proteins besides hemoglobin that contain heme. But the the the, the def- And plant proteins have heme as well. Mm-hmm. But the defining characteristic of heme is that it's, it's iron. It has iron in it, right? Yeah. So um, they found out that heme, I guess, is a major component of the taste of ground beef. And they actually found um, 
uh, a plant source of a protein that's kind of like heme. It's called leg hemoglobin. It comes from soybeans. Now, it would take a ton of soybeans to make enough leg hemoglobin to, you know, create one burger. However, what they did was they took those genes that synthesized the, the soybean hemoglobin and they put them into a yeast that can make that can synthesize that as a recombinant protein. Mm-hmm. And then all they have to do is grow this yeast and it chunks out a ton of this protein. So now they have a source of the heme that gives the oh, burger its taste. And, that, and is that what bleeds? Yeah, that's what that's the component of blood. Right. Now it's not exactly the same because obviously this hemoglobin, the recombinant protein is from a soybean and the hemoglobin that you're tasting or the heme that you're tasting in real meat is from the blood of the animal. It's actual hemoglobin, mm-hmm. but it's close enough that it tastes very similar. That's what they're saying anyway. Yeah, now, I have yet to be the judge of that. <laughs> well, so I know one person and she's somebody I trust who has eaten this. And she said it does not taste like beef. Wait, somebody ate this? Yeah. Yeah, because that's wow. how I found out about it. Oh, my gosh. she okay. was talking about it on Twitter. And, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Okay. And and she said it does not taste right. Well, that's very interesting. I guess their efforts, uh, they're trying awfully hard to replicate a hamburger, but it's right. not as easy as it looks. Okay, so another thing they did to try to replicate the taste of beef was they did an analysis. They did a gas chromatography mass spectrometry analysis, or GCMS analysis, of of the compounds in a hamburger. And they identified, I guess, some certain compounds that are associated with, like, the smell and the taste of burger. And they're looking for plants that replicate those compounds so that it ends up having a similar taste. And they'll add those to the burger. Ah. Now, a lot of veggie burgers, a lot of veggie burgers use beans because beans have a sort of a meaty texture, I guess. Some of the carbohydrates in beans. They hold together nicely into a patty. Yeah. A lot of them also use onions. Mm -hmm. Onions. um, Yeah, they do. Uh, Onions. I think part of that is the is the sweetness that comes out when you grill an onion. Um, Oh, sure. It might taste a little bit like the sweetness of that blood. And then there's uh, soy protein which is like text for texture as well, like the, the texture of ground beef. You can mm. make it into these little nuggets. Um, another thing that's commonly used is just any kind of grilled vegetable because it replicates the taste of sort of that charred, you know, like yeah. like a grilled hamburger. Yeah. You can use pretty much anything for that. It's, it tastes the same when it's combusted. <laughs> yeah, when it's carbon. <laughs> as long as there's a little bit of carbon <laughs> on there. So, uh, so I guess there's elements of that. Um, one final thing was they were looking for uh, texture elements as well that would mimic the the texture of like the ground beef. And they also found some more plant proteins, like I guess from soy, that they thought were close. Now, I would love to hear the review of this burger. Uh-huh. Like what was wrong with it? Why did it not taste like beef? Did it taste worse than the veggie burgers that are out there? Cuz you no, know No, she said it tasted good. It just it tasted didn't good. it just did not taste like beef. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. All right. Well, um you know, I've had a lot of veggie burgers and believe it or not, Same. I do enjoy veggie burgers. Like I I would eat them voluntarily. I'm not just eating them to try to like save on my cholesterol or something. Sure. <laughs> but uh, I've had veggie burgers that I really liked that are very good. Mm-hmm. They don't taste like meat, meat, like a beef burger, but they're good. Right. So I guess this is just another one of those to add to the pile despite six years of research. Well, you know? yeah. I mean, two things. One mm-hmm. is that what they should have talked to is five guys. 
Because I don't know how Five Guys, the restaurant, does this. They will give you a veggie burger, but Mm -hmm. it's not a burger at all. Literally, it is the bun. I don't know how the fuck they pull this off. It is the bun and the condiments, and it tastes like a burger. It is the weirdest <laughs> shit in the world. But Maybe they know they soak it in the grease on I, the grill or something. They, yeah, but a vegan no, wouldn't accept think, that. I don't think they do. Yeah, yeah. Five no, Guys that, is actually really good about allergies and stuff. Like, oh, they're awesome. Severe gluten allergy or something. Yeah, I don't know how they pull it off, but it tastes like you're eating a fucking burger. It, it, it's the weirdest thing in the world. But I've done it. It's great. Um, but the other thing is, you know, my my dad had, had a saying. He said that if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, moves mm-hmm. or, you know, looks like a duck and smells like a duck, it's probably not a duck because there's, you know, it's not a duck because it would have gotten away. Because if it was really a duck, if it, it would, was run, really it would duck. run away from yeah, you. Yeah, because especially when you got close enough to smell it. Smell is like the most important statement. <laughs> okay. Um, and But this is about smell. And, uh, and, and I think... I, I, I really think no matter how much, whatever tests they put under it, you know, they put the stuff under it or whatever. I think there is a very unique ratio in combination that makes up not a burger, but beef itself, you know, that is uniquely nutritious and nutrient dense for, or not uniquely, but, but more you know, nutritious. And that's nu- right. Meat is one of the most nutritious, nutrient dense foods there is. Yeah, the only I, thing it doesn't really have is vitamin C, but you right. know. It's very good on other stuff. Well, speaking of, you know, odd diets, I mean, there's those people, what they call it carnivore or the zero carb diet where all they do is eat meat. I'm not saying that that's a right or <laughs> that's right or wrong or a good thing. I'm just saying that that's that's out there. People think that way. Mm-hmm. OK, but, you know, it, like I, I just I don't know that any lab can really it's like trying to clone a human, you know, not to say that there's such a thing as a soul, but we really don't understand consciousness well enough. I, I just, I yeah. think you're going to miss something. That's right. why I, I bring agree. up the, about especially the duck. like they have the additional constraint. They're trying to solve a difficult challenge here. I mean, uh-huh. cause they have the additional constraint of trying to make it on the cheap. They want to make this bet like yeah, it basically can't be a $300 cheaper burger. than the burgers that we currently have than just a regular old cow burger. Yeah. So they have to make it better in a lot of ways. Yeah. And that's going to prove to be a very hard challenge and it's going to be hard for some people to accept. There's going to be some who are very enthusiastic about it just because of the fact that it's a veggie burger that tastes good. Oh, yeah. For, for vegan and my vegan yep. and vegetarian friends, I'm glad it. this exists for you. But I the rest awesome. of us might be a harder sell. Off All the right. burger king. We're coming up. This is Sex and Science Hour. Hey, everybody. I just want to take a minute and let you know about Brian and his projects. Because, My projects? Yeah, because if you listen to this show, you should probably check out his show, too, if you don't already. It's um, Sovereign Tech. He's written a book called The Dark Android Guide. What? Sorry, what is your book, Dark Android? Yeah, so you Android? can find it at darkandroid.info. That's uh-huh. the most important thing. Okay. Uh, and it's Dark Android 2017 edition, your no-nonsense guide to securing your mobile device and reclaiming your privacy. That's kind of like the byline underneath. That's right. But it right. tells the story of what this is about. Now, Brian also has video games, other books, and other projects coming out. And to keep abreast of all that, you want to go to zog.ninja, zog.ninja, and sign up for his email newsletter. I guarantee you will want to be signed up. It's a great newsletter. The best, actually. So I've check it out. Say now back to the show. All right. This is Sex and Science Hour. Woo. Are you ready for the sex segment here, Brian? I think I, I am. I am always ready for... I mean, we for... kind of took... We yes. started out this whole show on a kind of a silly vacation, but <laughs> we might as well continue it. Anyway, okay. From the mirror, the UK mirror. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying the space station. I was like, whoa. 
But you said mirror, oh, not no, mirror. Oh, no, no, sorry. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. Yes, that's my let's, let's accent go. coming out. <laughs> um, no, this is very much from Earth here. Women's prison mass jailbreak after inmates in dominatrix gear handcuff male guards expecting mass orgy. What? <laughs> police, police found three wardens naked and handcuffed inside the Nova Mutum public jail near Culaba, Central Brazil. So this wasn't like a porn getting filmed. No. Like this is really No, it was a legit jailbreak. Tell me more. Okay. Twenty-eight inmates. Hold on, let me get a cigarette. <laughs> Twenty-eight inmates escaped from a Brazilian jail after three women in fantasy police costumes seduced prison wardens, it was reported. Police found three wardens naked and handcuffed inside the Nova Mutum public jail near <laughs> Culava, Central Brazil, the morning after the mass breakout. The women reportedly tr- drugged the prison guards by giving them spiked whiskey after convincing them to take part in an orgy, according to investigators. Inmates then left the prison through the main doors, even taking with them guns and munitions they had taken from prison caches. (laughs) Police later found a bag of lingerie and dominatrix police uniforms believed to have been worn by the temptresses. And they have this picture of these these skimpy little black thongs with like policia on them. (laughs) Like barely enough room to print that word. Uh, Last night, photos of one of the naked wardens believed to have been leaked by amused police officers who found him had been shared thousands of times on social media sites. Oh, no. (laughs) The three women, one of them reportedly the girlfriend of one of the prisoners who escaped, arrived at the prison at 3 a.m. on Thursday morning and asked to be led inside to, quote, chat and drink, police said. The prison guards repeatedly obliged and were soon persuaded to leave their posts, accompanying the girls to staff sleeping quarters. After drugging the wardens, the women handcuffed them, took their keys, and unlocked all the prison cells, according to Chief Angelina de Andradas Ferreira. She told a news conference, The plan was to seduce them. They served them cheap whiskey with some substance to knock them out, and then they unlocked the central gate, which accessed the internal cells. Whoever wanted to could escape by the front door. From the moment they drank the whiskey, the agents don't remember a thing. One was found dizzy trying to wake up. Another slept for the whole afternoon and couldn't even be questioned. Oh, come <laughs> on. I think the, the whiskey, I think that's that might be BS. I mean, well, the, supposedly they roofied him too. Something was. I think the guys would have just rocked and rolled with it. Yeah, I, I, think, oh, I yeah. don't think they needed very much persuading. No. Um, the inmates took three 12 caliber rifle shotguns, two 38 caliber revolvers, and munitions. She said. Uh, Ms. Ferreira said the escape was planned by the boyfriend of one of the women. Bruno Amarim, 18, was serving time for attempted murder, robbery, and firearm possession. She said everything indicated that he planned and executed everything with the help of his girlfriend. So it was a man that was behind it. <laughs> he was the mastermind. <laughs> he was just using the women. She's, she said the three prison officers had been arrested and will be charged with facilitating a jailbreak and culpable embezzlement because of the theft of firearms. Last night, eight out of the 28 prisoners had been recaptured as police launched a massive operation to track them down. One inmate was found wandering around the center of Nova Mutum in a drunken state, holding one of the stolen rifles. Another was caught stealing a pickup truck from a farm and crashing it, police said. (laughs) Wow. That's a wild night. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess that's one way to do it. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's one way to do it. Exactly. 
I mean, exactly. in the average prison, I don't think you could pull that off because you'd have too many people working. I mean, no. it just would be yeah. a very different situation. But uh, in Brazil, things are a little fast and loose, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> At least in that prison. <laughs> I mean, there's a part of me that's very impressed, you know, and that, I think, yeah, that's pretty good. And if I was reading there should that, be a movie made out of this. Well, that's the thing. If I was reading it in a novel or something, you know, and, and it was maybe more fictional or whatever. I mean, not that I, I don't agree with the prison system anyway, but um, I would be like, whoa, hey, <laughs> you know, it'd be kind of hot, especially if they're like trying to break everybody out of a women's prison or something like that. That'd be phenomenal. Uh, and, and yeah, that. I'm kind of in awe here, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, like my, I'm good I'm, for them. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sort of, I don't know. I'm of two minds on this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a very entertaining story anyway. Yeah, that's for sure. I have one that's um not so, not, not so sexy as that, but uh, interesting well, nonetheless. Actually, yeah. you know what? Hold on. I want to ask you okay. a question. Yes. Like, how do you feel about, how do you feel about these kind of, I mean, a lot of fantasies mm -hmm. and a lot of people that are, you know, engaging in some role play or something. Very, very common role play is for the dude or even the gal uh, to to wear like a police uniform. How do you, uh, how do you feel? About I would know that is a big, yeah. huge turn off to me. Yeah, I've seen some people do that where I'm really surprised. Like mm -hmm. in their life, they are principled anarchists perhaps yeah they are not interested in any kind of authority any kind of authority or involving the police in their life in any way they try to avoid them they they know all the pitfalls and dangers of you know why police need to be held accountable and stuff like that they're activists but yet they go you know dress up for halloween in a sexy cop uniform yeah or something like that not even halloween i mean i guess i could see the argument some people say that kink and bdsm are like subversive because they they're almost like mocking those roles mm -hmm. you know what I, so like it could be subversive to dress up as a cop and do like sex play because that's not what cops are supposed to do and it's kind of making fun of them in a way uh -huh. but i don't know i for me i don't get off on that yeah and i would have a, an extremely hard time enjoying anything of that nature. Oh yeah, and I, and I agree. I mean, I, I feel the exact same way. Uh, yeah, that's something we've never like. I mean, it just yeah, it, yeah. It doesn't even. Though, I don't know, particularly with a cop because it's just so scary and so non-consensual. You know, yeah. it's like I could I could maybe get into like a spanking scene or something like that, or I yeah, could yeah. maybe get into like I don't know, like a. Uh, oh god i don't even know um like a, a little dominatrix stuff like as long as i'm the dom mm -hmm. but, <laughs> yeah. but with a cop no just don't go there yeah i mean other uniforms Hard like limit. yeah other uniforms though like a starfleet uniform holy shit i mean like it doesn't get any hotter Yeah, well that's a little bit of a military thing well kind of well you know in fact where i wrestle with that admittedly like it's still the hottest thing but where i wrestle is uh, I remember Moriarty said in The Next Generation, when he first sees Starfleet officers, he says, oh, policemen, I recognize them in any century. And I'm like, oh, oh man. I mean, he called it you oh, know, right down yeah. the middle there. Yeah, but, he uh, did. Yeah. I remember that one, too. Yeah. Well, What anyway. about you? Is that what? completely off limits for you? Oh, yeah. yeah Role sorry, playing no, as I, a cop or Yeah, I thought I made like that, that clear. Yeah, no, that, that doesn't, I'm not yeah. interested. It doesn't well, do anything Well, I'm glad we're me. on the same page. I mean, there's so many other things you could role play as, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that I would prefer to, to go there instead. 
<laughs> but I mean, like, there's other things like, you know, like I think of like a sexy, like, honestly, even though I know it's still sort of a government, it, not sort of, it is a government organization, like, you know, in a NASA flight suit or something that, that could be really sexy. You know, I mean, there's lots, there's lots of uniforms. It's not just about uniforms because there's some uniforms that I think that could, that could be really hot, but when it represents something really that, you know, is just so unethical and, and yeah, it's generally just, it's vile not, it's, it's not funny it's like yeah it's not fun it's not lighthearted. it's like these people do things that are really like bad news in some cases yeah you know you don't want to be caught alone with them and they do abuse their power you hear stories of it all the time mm-hmm. especially if you're in a vulnerable population right like so it's not a joke you know it's like you can't i don't know if you can just for me i can't really just take it lightly you know yeah i don't even like the idea of handcuffs like i, I like the idea of some no i of, don't either yeah i like the idea of some you know lace that's very loosely kind of bound so that way i mean you can sort of have the fun of it and it's mm. more of a signal and it's soft and a person could still consensually get away from it uh but handcuffs are like the the 50 shades of gray version of bondage restraints yeah <laughs> i guess there's like the locking thing but yeah they are so associated with like those situations where you're not in a sexy way, being held somewhere against your will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, well, do you want to just talk about our fantasies more? <laughs> I'm if, totally up for that. If you want to, <laughs> instead of whatever we had sure, regularly scheduled, yeah, I don't fine. care. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, you want me to go? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of where to go with this. Well... <laughs> What is the role play that you have never done that you'd most like to do? That I've never done? Yeah, That's I a, know you've done a lot. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, this is going to be like a wild card segment. Like, I just, fig- I thought we would, I had some show prep planned, but I'm just throwing it out the window. So we're just going to use this as a wild card, okay? <laughs> okay. So. Wild card. I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so like a lot of the fantasies that I haven't done, admittedly, you know, usually include like more than two people a lot of times oh, mm-hmm. you know that comes up um i mean and then that those opens, are harder to pull off yeah. yeah but that opens up like a whole you know new world of things but but with with just two people um oh yeah it, i i don't i don't know if i can exactly like i i have like science fictiony kind of like like you know fantastical fantasies. are you one of those people who has very specific fantasies that have like a script Oh yeah. Them. Okay. Yeah, they're super yeah. drawn out. I'm not like that. I don't really sure, have those, sure. but I I can get into it, I guess, but I don't invent like elaborate stories in my head usually. Yeah. I'm more into the I don't know, just the sensual aspects of of it. I like just, you know, touch. There doesn't have to be like an elaborate story in there for me. Right, <laughs> right. For it to do it for me. I'm I'm really very simple to please actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, here's one that I don't think I can ever really do unless there's like a massive social shift. Okay. Uh, you know, in the world. Okay. And I like this. You probably haven't it needs to be a revolution before <laughs> Brian can get his fantasies fulfilled. Well, so you, you, I don't think you've seen these movies. They're called Crank. Is the name of no, the movies? No, you're right. I haven't yeah. seen them. Yeah, and there were Jason Statham. There, I, I enjoy both of them. There's two of them. In both, of, in the first one. I think a lot of people really remembered this movie. I mean, just quickly, the premise is that he has to keep his adrenaline going to stay alive until he finds like an antidote for this thing he got drugged with. Okay. And he's like this, you know, he works for various cartels or whatever. Um, And to keep his adrenaline going, there's a point where he's about to like pass out and it's some odd, you know, 40 hours into it where however long, whatever the time frame is. And he meets, he, he meets his girlfriend on the street, you know, who's trying to help him out. 
and he's trying to do anything he can to just stay awake, to not fall asleep. Otherwise, his heart will stop. Okay. And so, long story short, they start fucking. Mm-hmm. right in the middle of the street and everybody's <laughs> watching and it's so like like if at first she, she's not like a hundred percent like kind of into it and and i i get perhaps some of the some of the issues with that but um but the idea of just like fucking right out in the middle you know right right in the open bunch of people around everything i mean in, in the movie everybody ends up like cheering and the gal gets really into it and everything and and they end up doing something kind of similar in the second film um uh, like I, I'll, I'll just say, I, I think that that because of the the openness, the open airness of that, I think that's just one of the hottest scenes in Hollywood history. Um, I'm not saying it doesn't have problems, but I think that's so hot, and I, I'd love to be in that world where that kind of thing, you know, could could kind of happen. You know, I mean, it's it's crazy that oh yeah, there's nothing wrong with like. Not not that there's nothing wrong, but there's countries where it's completely acceptable to just see people shooting each other and have like mass wars going on, and and you just kind of move along. Oh yeah, but yet any sexuality is like completely taboo. Yeah, it's very weird. It's very very weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would say like, yeah, maybe you don't want kids seeing the sex and stuff like. Yeah, that. Course, I understand. Of course, you that. don't want that. Yeah. Not just maybe, but. <laughs> yeah, but, I totally understand. That. <laughs> but you don't want them seeing the shooting either. No, right. I don't want anybody seeing the violence. Right. But I mean, generally, like, that's not shunned. It's like, oh, I mean, I remember even when I was a kid, it's like, oh, you need to, like, even on just on TV, it's like, oh, no, you need to see what's happening in Desert Shield, you know, or Desert Storm, what it would be later, you know, in the in the 90s. I mean, I was just a little guy. And it's like, well, no, you know, I think about it now. No, like, I, you know, not, not that I believe in censorship necessarily, but like, I, there's no reason for that I should see that. Like, it's, it's, it's terrible. No, why? Yeah. Yeah, but just, I don't know, just to kind of have the, I'm not that much the exhibitionist, but just like to have kind of that openness, I, I, I don't, it could be interesting. <laughs> All right, cool. I like that. All right. But that's, I mean, there's no way, like, you know, it's totally illegal and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not interested in going to jail and I'm not going to have like, well, you could do I'm not going to have you three women. You could that in... scene in a context where everybody consents to it. You know what I mean? Like if you yeah. went to a party or a sex positive party or something Oh, there's like hotels you can go to where you can do this sort of thing. Yeah. But it's not, exa- it's not exactly the same. It's not like you're doing it over the newspaper dispenser or something, you know? <laughs> like, I I mean, it, it, it's, it's not, it's newspaper not exactly Newspaper dispenser, there. huh? Wow, those are still things in some parts of the world, or at least, in, or at least in, even in this country. So, all right, cool. What yeah. about at the gym? You spend a lot of time in the gym. So, okay, so so here's the thing. Like, I, I had I had a ton of gym fantasies up until like 45 minutes ago, and, <laughs> and yeah, and then then we started talking about this guy starting to stoop a dumbbell plate. And yeah. then it's like, oh, yeah, there goes all the gym fantasies. I'm very sorry about that, but, Brian. But no, in all seriousness, I have tons of gym fantasies. We had this the... one where we should share this with the listeners, maybe. Ooh. <laughs> this is very, this is getting up close and personal. Okay. I have a gym in my basement. I've, I've built it myself. I used to go to a gym, but I I converted my basement into a gym. Yep. Very happy with it. It's an awesome gym. Yeah. I call it Murphy's Gym because I'm, I'm Dr. Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> And I, when you started coming to my house and working out in my gym, I told you I was going to make you earn your gym <laughs> membership. I told you I was going to charge you rent and I was going yeah. to make you, you pay for your gym membership one way or the other. Mm-hmm. 
whether it's by swabbing the floors or by taking off your shirt and, you know, uh, mopping something else. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> yep. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've turned gym time into sexy time. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, you know, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like with, with gym fantasies, like you can do those. You know, if you have your own gym or something like that, I mean, you, you can kind of pull those off. Uh, yeah, which is great because right, nobody else has to see you. Right, exactly. You know, which is which it's, is awesome. which is good for working out too, because sometimes you're embarrassed of how out of shape you've become. Yeah, but you know, I'll tell you what. We, what we need to do, we need to put some mirrors, full body mirrors, down oh, yeah. in the gym. Yeah, that's the next step. That'll take it to the next. That level. needs to happen, and then that needs to happen. You know what I mean? Mm, <laughs> I know what you mean, <laughs> Jelly Bean. All right, we're done for tonight, but there's an after show coming up. Definitely stick around, even if you don't normally tune into the after show. Who knows? It could be fun. If you're leaving us now, thanks for tuning in. It's been Sex and Science Hour. We'll see you next week. If not, stick around. You just heard Sex and Science Hour. Game over. Play again next week. Brought to you by stuff.sexandsciencehour.com. And yes. if you don't shop through stuff.sexandsciencehour.com, why not? I mean, I'm kind of curious about that. Maybe they, some people maybe just don't listen to the after show. Some people don't want to go to trouble the link. In that case, you can bookmark it if you want. Just go once, stuff.sexandsciencehour.com. Yep. Then hit bookmark. Hit the bookmark, and then anytime you go to Amazon, you'll be uh, right It'll be taken care of. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you live outside the U.S., um, that's another thing. The thing, Amazon now has this one link thing mm-hmm. where you can create a link that works for U.S. and U.K. and Canada. Now, before that, I had had an Amazon affiliate link for my other podcast, Pork Therapy, and I had made separate, before one link existed, I had made separate accounts for U.S., U.K. and Canada, and I had separate links. And there were some people who used to shop through the UK link, which were awesome. They gave like they bought a ton of stuff. And I got these gift certificates in pounds. And what have I don't know exactly what happened. I think what happened is that maybe it had something to do with me using purse.io to use those gift certificates to buy Bitcoin essentially. But somehow Amazon UK told me that I was violating their terms of service. And I could never get a straight answer from them of how I violated it. Hmm. They said, well, you may have gone to shop through your own affiliate link or you may have done this. Maybe I went accidentally and to my own affiliate link and then I bought something for somebody else through purse.io and got some Bitcoin for my, you know, gift certificate, which was in pounds that I couldn't use. Right. Um, But they never would really tell me. And then they said, you can never get your account back. So I've been like, all right, well, I don't want to link our Sex and Science Hour account to the UK 
account because then it'll detect my same email address and it'll say, oh, you're it's like I'm afraid the tainted UK account will extend to the US account. And I don't want to taint the US account as well. I said taint. Yes. Brian's been on a Beavis and Butthead kick lately. Well, lately? (laughs) Okay, for the last 20 years, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I have. Hey, I have a copy. Not a lot of people have this. There's a problem with Beavis and Butthead. You can buy What's it. The problem? You can buy you can buy, you know, the entire series through stuff.sexandsciencehour.com. Yes, but you, you can. You should. It, yes, but you are going to end up, you know, this might kill it, but you are going to end up with an inferior product. Because and Why is that? Because the the official DVD releases uh have, don't have the music videos and they changed a lot of the music because they don't have the the copyright permissions for it all. And so half of what made the show is gone from from that. So there was years ago, a guy put together the set called the King's Collection for it's the Beavis and Butthead King's Collection. I have this. And and you're a king. You're damn right. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and this is this has happened with other shows, too. Uh, Quantum Leap is another great example and a sad example. Uh, Quantum Leap, phenomenal science fiction show with Scott Bakula. Yes, it is great. I don't care what anybody says. Uh and in that, there were very, because he's time traveling all the time, there's very important songs that they used that sometimes have a lot of meaning, including the lyrics have meaning to what's going on or to what a character is saying. And now that they don't have the copyright permissions for it, when you get the five seasons on DVD, you end up with alternative music and it sucks. And you know it sucks, especially if you're a fan of the show growing up or, or you know, if you were alive at the time, whatever. Um so, yeah, I mean, this this happens. This is a real problem with IP is that, you know, art suffers big time because of IP. But uh, and include and yes, Beavis and Butthead is art. Thank you. Um, but anyway, high art. It is high art. Yes. <laughs> so but I have the collection where I have all the original music, has all the music videos and so much more. Anyway, please continue. All right. Well, good for you. You should buy that at stuff.sexandsciencehour.com. I'm, I'm trying to. So it's anyway to continue this one link saga. Okay. I'm trying to let our UK listeners know that we're not forgetting about them. Right. I just don't know what to do because I don't want to link my US and UK accounts because I feel like I'm banned from UK Amazon affiliate program. And I now I could create an, a new email address. I could just register, you know, show at sexandsciencehour.com mm-hmm. as my Amazon account and then create a new affiliate link for that. Well, I tried to do that and they never approved my thing they they had me put in my website sex and science hour right they never approved it <laughs> i wow. tried doing it i think i tried doing it twice and they never approved it i don't know if it's because it says sex in it or something but maybe well amazon's usually not rough about that yeah i mean so they we might have to do it with shit. sovereign tech i don't know oh well we might have to just figure something out i don't yeah, know we'll like, figure it out it's getting ridiculous like i've been meaning to take care of this for a really long time longer than i care to admit and i know we're leaving money on the table which is and and we're leaving out our uk and canada listeners because i'm sure they want to participate sure they want to be on the show <sighs> anyway um so i'll get that figured out eventually at some point hopefully but in the meantime we can see what the americans bought <laughs> we can spy on those they're the fat, silly people anyway no, we, <laughs> it's way more interesting yeah they're they're more entertaining <laughs> no offense to everybody else you're just you're just far more grown up <laughs> well in the uk they get spied upon enough so yeah, you know true. with the surveillance cameras not that we're better ripper <laughs> Anyway, um, what did people buy through stuff.sexandsciencehour.com this week? 
Well, one of the things was a, uh, by, you know, the water or the, or the drink, by, B-A-I, Bay? Okay. I don't know how you say it. Sure. <laughs> uh, they bought a variety pack of Bay Cocoa Fusions. So these are all coconut water-based beverages. Oh. It's a 12-pack, and there's okay. four different flavors. There's like coconut raspberry, coconut lime, regular coconut, and coconut pineapple. Cheers. That sounds really good. Um, somebody got your favorite stuff. And in fact, I think this is the exact same brand that you use, Bee Pollen. Bee, oh. Bee Pollen Granules. Yep, that's the same stuff I use. It looks I like use. the one you I have. I just looked over, yeah. yeah. So, Brian, why do you take bee pollen as a supplement? Oh, boy. I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, uh, it's cheap for one. What did that cost? 11 bucks, 10 bucks? Well, it was 20 bucks for a pack of two 10-ounce yeah. bottles. Right, okay, so 10 so bucks 10 for a bucks bottle. 10 bucks for a bottle. Um, it's you don't cheap. need much, right? No, take right. You tea- like a teaspoon of it, yeah. or a few grains. Well, it depends on what, what tolerance you build up. Like, I should probably be using two teaspoons now. Uh, or two, or two, yeah, two oh spoonfuls, whatever. I heard it can cause uh, some diarrhea. Yeah, you want, when you start using, quickly. yes, when you start using it, you know, build up a tolerance to it. But it, the the claim is, is it's kind of like a superfood. Helps with weight loss, helps with, uh, you know. Yeah, it says, um, storehouse of naturally occurring multivitamins, minerals, proteins, right. hormones, and enzymes. Yeah, so it, it's, it's one of those, like, uh. I don't know the way people talk about avocados, uh, but it, it, it's, it's so inexpensive and you can just toss it into a protein shake, which is what I do. Uh, I mean, it, in, in my opinion, why not? Like, even if some of the claims are bullshit, so what, you know, like it, it do, really doesn't hurt anything. So I'm a What fan. does it taste like? Uh, it has a very unique taste. Has yeah, a, has a it, very strange. It does. It tastes a little nutty, a little bit like maybe a tiny bit honey. Not really very. Yeah, much, it's it's hard to describe. It, it yeah. just has a super unique taste to it. And I mean, I generally don't taste it because it's in a protein shake. Sometimes, if it's a day where I'm not having a shake but I still want to have it, um, I just mix it in with cottage cheese, and then I really taste it. But it tastes good. Mm. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We had the V Moisturizing Cream, 16-ounce daily face and moisturizer, or body moisturizer for dry skin. Um, oh, with ceramides and hyaluronic acid. So ceramides are lipids that are integral to the sp- structure of your skin. And HA, or hyaluronic acid, is the thing that gives skin its like plumpness and lift and stuff like that. Mm. So it makes you look young. Okay. And uh, this is the number one bestseller in face moisturizers. And it's only 10 bucks. Wow, nice. It's pretty good. That'll last you a while. Uh, they, probably the same person also got CeraVe sunscreen, SPF 50 face lotion with uh, zinc. Nice. Yeah, zinc-based. I like zinc-based uh, sun creams. Those are good. Hmm. Uh, the Anchor 4-port USB 3.0 data hub for 10 bucks. Good so deal. just a 4-port USB data hub. Yeah, Anchor's definitely. a good company. Right on. need that. Bluetooth headphones. Syllable D3X wireless Bluetooth magnetic stereo earbud earphones with built-in mic wow do they go in the ear like are they in ear they go in ear yeah Yeah, and they go kind of behind your head that's that's the hard part for me Uh, like you don't like things in your ears no not not where it cuts off the this the surrounding sound yeah Uh, i i i don't like that at all um i do because i like to block out the outside world and just be in my own little yeah, but not when I'm like, bubble. not if I'm working out or like if I'm on a plane, sure. But right. then it makes sense. Right. When but, there's other people around, I want the earbuds. Give me the earbuds. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. But you know, you're you're actually wearing these headphones right now. You have these over the ear things called like earbuds or something like that. Yeah, these are creative Arvana Airs. Okay. And what they are, they're 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 out out of ear earbuds. They're not in right. your ear. So they don't actually s- penetrate your ear. No, not at all. You don't want to be penetrated. And they have a clip on them that holds them onto my ear because that's the other problem is that even with the ones that go in ear, they always fall out on me. I'm just, I'm too, yeah, when I'm moving, really I'm moving. you really have to stick them in like earplugs. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. So well, I like the clip. I was going to say, <laughs> with your earbuds, sometimes you'll be listening to a podcast or something mm-hmm. sitting on the couch and I'm sitting in the same room mm-hmm. and I can hear your podcast. Like there's leakage that comes out of them. Yeah. So just be careful how high you turn up the volume on your erotic audiobooks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only reason, yeah. And the only time I ever really do that is if like I'm trying to drown out another sound. So, right. Yeah. Okay. We had, oh, this is, this looks really good. I want this. I, in fact, I'm probably going to add this to my cart. Body Fantasies Cotton Candy Body Spray. Oh my God. This takes me back to high school. It's, it sounds like, I mean, who wouldn't want to smell like cotton candy? Oh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of these kind of smells. <laughs> like anything that reminds me of the smell of the mall in the 90s, like take me there. Oh, and, yeah. And put it on and take me there. Same Absolutely. here. And yeah, I mean, it sounds like cotton candy. Okay, well, what does that actually smell like? But um, it says the fragrance is honeysuckle, sandalwood, vanilla, and mandarin notes. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll tell you uh, here here's somebody's a, gonna smell real good. Yeah, I'll I'll let out a secret. Um, there is, in fact, I've bought you a bottle of this. Um, there there is a a perfume that <laughs> I know the one you're talking. I knew what you're gonna say before you said it. Yeah, there is a perfume, and it's it's discontinued. You can still get bottles of it on Amazon for like sixty, seventy bucks or something, which is I mean way overpriced, but you know for for what it originally sold for. But it's made by Victoria's Secret, and it's called Love Rocks. And it smells like a it '90s mall. It smells like the mall in the '90s, and it really does. The instant no I other smell way to describe that, it. I mean, I You're am transported back in time. It's yeah. the closest thing to a time machine there is. Yeah, I mean, and 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 I'm turned on like a nuclear reactor. I mean, I am just, <laughs> you know, like drives me wild. I love that smell. It, it is, and and it's a shame that they don't really make it anymore. And it was no. when, when it first came out. The reason I knew about it is because I bought it for people when it was originally coming out, and. I mean, it was selling like, you know, you had a hard time getting your hands on it. So I have no idea why they stopped selling. Maybe because it. it was dated, they thought. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe they just need to move in some new stock. Or I don't maybe know, but it's, it's like phenomenal. an artificial scarcity thing. Well, like of course. They're creating this like black market for their perfume. Sure. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, it's great. <laughs> anyway, sudden change under eye serum. Again, you need an ender eye serum. Now, a lot of these times, these serums have like vitamin C and other stuff in there that helps with the cross-linking of collagen in the skin to create the appearance of firmer skin. Well, not just the appearance, but firmer skin. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's cool. Somebody got an interesting book, The Ultimate Trivial Pursuit Question and Answer Book. Wow. Okay. When was the last time you played Trivial Pursuit? been a long time it's been a while ever since google did like that pretty much killed it yeah yeah i mean you can't obviously google yeah you can't use google during the game right i always found that like i couldn't answer the questions about like sports or movies because i was young they were all from like the 1960s and 50s and i didn't know any of that Mm. i don't know i mean i used to play it a lot in fact i I didn't know the geography and history questions either but (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I used to love the game. I bet you were great at this game, Brian. Oh, I, I was I was 
fucking brutal. They even, <laughs> the last, in fact, you know what? I know the last time that I played it. Oh. Because it would have been, this would have been like 2002. Um, and they came, because they came out with, after episode one came out, they came out with a Star Wars tribute pursuit. And of course I blew that away too. I mean, I'd like, yeah, no one wanted to play with me because I just killed it. So <laughs> I'm anyway. sure you did. Yeah. Uh, we all gotta be, we all gotta have our little kingdom, you know? I gotta be me. <laughs> Somebody got a Velcro strap that you can strap on and clip your keys on at the same time. You can hook it around your belt or hook it onto your backpack. Very handy looking. It's called the Altimery Pack of Four Nylon Tactical Outdoor Mall Webbing Belt Buckle Metal Hook Hiking Key Ring Holder. Nice. The titles on these things are crazy because they try to SEO the things on Amazon so people can find it, but they just end up putting all these word salads together. Anyway, (laughs) oh, here's something cool. We had some some special shoelaces, lime green, 72-inch waxed skate lace, derby laces for roller derby, hockey, and ice skates. Nice. Yeah. You know, These are $8 shoelaces. They better be good. I bet I know who bought those. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm just going to guess who she is, but I won't say it. Yeah. Somebody bought the same mouse that I have, which is the uh, noiseless USB optical gaming uh, computer mouse from uh, the JNL101K. Hmm. It's a it's a basically a noiseless mouse, when? so you don't hear clicking. Yep, very cool. Uh, Onyx Professional n- Stop Nail Biting and Thumb Sucking Deterrent Nail Polish. So this is the stuff that you paint your nails with, and it turns them bitter. Or you oh. paint, or you paint your kids' nails with it, oh, and it shit. stops them from sucking their thumb. Oh, shit. This stuff, honestly, I'm not a big fan. I was a thumb sucker. Nah. I was a thumb sucker. I stopped naturally, and my parents did not force me to stop sucking my thumb, which I'm very glad because mm. if they did, I would probably be way more fucked up than I am. Nah. Um, <laughs> but a lot of my friends' parents were putting this stuff on their nails to stop them from sucking their thumb or from biting their nails. Yeah. And I, I think it's not as bad if you're a nail biter, but if you're a thumb sucker, it's for comfort. You're doing it for comfort. Right. And so you don't want to be forced to give up the thumb. Yeah, it kind of can bring up some ethical questions, I think. I Yeah, I don't know. If you're doing it to yourself, fine. Yeah, of yourself course. Out. Right. Yeah. If you're doing it to your kid, uh, I don't know. Um, why are they biting their nails and why are they sucking their thumb? That's another important question to ask. Sure. Um, we're being like entirely too judgmental. Maybe they're using it for something else. Yeah. I mean, like I said, for nail biting, it's just like, okay, if you absentmindedly kind of put your nails in your mouth and you just want a reminder like not to chew on them, then this is probably great because it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to bite this. Right. Let me chew on a piece of gum or something. But I don't know. (laughs) There's all kinds of things this this could be used for. So anyway, that's that's one purchase. Uh, Cyber Gadget Rubber Coating Grip 2 for Nintendo 3DS. So this is like a skin or a cover or grip for the 3DS, which you have, right, Brian? I have, uh, yeah, I have the 2DS XL, which is pretty much Mm. the 3DS. Just it doesn't have the 3D, but I I like it that way. Oh, we had another wireless, uh, another um, noiseless mouse. We had the shoosh mouse. Shoosh. Wireless silent mouse. What a shoosh. Yeah, what a shoosh. I agree. Hmm. (laughs) I'm adding that to my car because I want to try that one. Nice. Dial Complete Antibacterial Foaming Hand Soap Berry Power 7.5 Fluid Ounces for $1.84. That's an add-on item. Win. 
pluggable USB Bluetooth micro adapter for, I guess, just for Bluetooth. Uh, maybe that goes with the Bluetooth headphones. Might. 4K HDMI cable, 30 foot. The Blue Rigger. <laughs> what is the Blue Rigger? It's a USB 2.0 uh, repeater cable, 32 feet. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna, yeah, you could rig some stuff with that. Yeah. Uh, the Boho Mandala Twin Golden Ombre Tapestry, multicolored. So this is like a wall-hanging tapestry in the shape of a mandala. It's very pretty. It looks like kind of henna-colored, I guess. Nice. 15 bucks. Uh, oh, you'll love this, Brian. A pack of 5 8 inch bearings for lawnmowers and wheelbarrows and carts. We had to buy some <laughs> some nuts this week. We were put, We got an item. And this now we're into our product reviews, okay? Yeah. We got an item on Amazon called the Wider Power Tower. Weeder. Or Weeder. Yeah. Sorry. Joe Weeder. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Weeder Tower of Power. And what it is is a piece of gym equipment where you can do tricep dips, pull-ups, ab leg raises, and push-ups mm-hmm. on the same piece of equipment. And <laughs> we received it. But we received the pack of screws and nuts and bolts that came with it, and it had apparently opened during shipping, and they had spilled out all over the place, and we were missing most of them. Right. So we had to call Weeder and request a new pack of screws. They sent it to us, and it had everything except it was missing about 10 nuts that we needed to put this thing together. So Brian says, okay. No problem. Instead of waiting another week for this thing to come in, I really want to finish putting it together. Let's go to Home Depot and get some nuts. Yeah. So we go, except we don't know what size they are because they're not labeled. Mm-hmm. So we go and we just compare. We pick up the nuts. We're like, oh, well, it looks like it's this size. We put them on top of each other. They look nearly identical. We get home. It's the wrong size. Well, I. it's not that it, <laughs> I mean, yes, it's the wrong size technically. You can but, see where this was going. But I, I knew the problem because like, I looked at them like, I bet these are metric. And and Home Depot didn't have metric. Yeah, they were measuring Although, their nuts in centimeters. We were on uh, quarters of an inch or sixteenths of an inch. Yeah, exactly. So, but I figured that okay, you know, worst that happens, we're out two dollars, and we wait for the for the metric ones to come in or something. Yeah. But I said also, I was like, yeah, but you know what? Like, you can really, and this comes from years of messing with this kind of shit. If you need to, like, as long as you never need to take it apart again. You can just rethread the the screw or you know the yeah. bolt, and and to where and and this happens just by screwing on you know either an imperial or metric whichever direction you're going onto you know an opposite measurement system's uh, uh, hardware, and so that's what we ended up doing. And it took a while because like you know again I'm putting all this on, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well you volunteered for that job so oh yeah I no I didn't no. <laughs> totally worth it instead of waiting around and just leaving this thing half half finished so and finally the titan tools 12079 extra long extension set this is like for a wrench maybe i guess yeah yeah i want to do one more product review before we go on okay uh or before we end for the for the night um i had this stuff recommended to me i posted on facebook what do you do about seasonal allergies don't tell me allergy shots don't give me any of that shit i don't um, don't tell me antihistamines because i know about that and i'm not interested mm-hmm. and i was looking for unique creative remedies somebody recommended this stuff called rootology breathe free nasal and sinus capsules okay and i was like oh 
okay, hmm, what could be in this? So I looked it up. It's like, it, it's a bunch of herbs. It's got magnolia, some other stuff, angelica, you know, cinnamon, and a um, bunch of other stuff. Shisandra, which is a popular Chinese herb. Vitamin C and vitamin D. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, this, this sounds fine. Let's try it. It is awesome. It actually really works. Like mm. whenever I have an allergy flare-up coming on, which I sometimes do in the fall, because I don't know, stuff's blooming or whatever. Um, <laughs> for whatever reason, it seems to happen to me like late summer, early fall. Um, I've been taking this stuff and it just gets, it knocks out the allergies. It's awesome. Wow, fantastic. So it's Rutology Breathe Free Nasal and Sinus Health. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that going to do it for us? Do you have anything else you want to talk about, Brian? Any other products you bought? Oh, there, there's things I could talk about, but I, I think we're good. Okay. All right. Well, we'll save it for next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to Sex and Science Hour this week. We hope you got your daily dose of sex and science. We'll be back at you next Friday. In the meantime, sexandsciencehour.com. Bye.